Welcome to the 5G and Pacific Northwest National Laboratory, Shaping Technologies of National Importance podcast series, part two on border security, hosted on Government Technology Insider. I'm your host, Matt Langan. The implementation and expansion of 5G will help border agents to have the increased connectivity and capabilities at ports, as well as at standard border crossing locations. To learn more about how 5G technologies in this arena can help out, we are speaking with experts from the Department of Energy's Pacific Northwest National Lab, or PNNL, and Verizon, who share innovations, challenges, and solutions on this 5G use case topic. And for part two of our four-part podcast series, Jonathan Cree, Principal Investigator for the Advanced Wireless Communications Program at PNNL, and John Loregi, who's the Managing Partner for Public Sector at Verizon, will delve into how 5G can assist border agents and other supporting agencies in border security overall. And Jonathan and John, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's great to have you both. And let's jump right in and talk about challenges. If you don't mind, Tell us about the challenges of communications currently found in ports of entry and other border locations. And we'll start with Jonathan on this one. Yeah, thanks, Matt. So ports are a very dynamic environment and distributing network infrastructure out at these ports is very costly and disruptive to operations, especially when you have to trench fiber and run a lot of cables underground. There's a lot of infrastructure that's already in place. So, like, if you have a railroad track and then you have to get the fiber above or below that, that can be incredibly expensive. That's where we're looking at wireless technologies to see, can we create a secure wireless communication link that is equivalent to fiber or nearly equivalent to fiber so that we can utilize that link instead of the expensive, the cost prohibitive act of deploying network infrastructure that's wired. Okay, great. Thanks, Jonathan. John, anything to add there when it comes to challenges currently found in ports of entry and other border locations? So Jonathan said it very eloquently, but and I'm, I have just a key, couple of key points. It's really, in the way that I looked at it, especially at the border, it's lack of infrastructure, it's the cost, and it's the disparate systems that are out there. All of these systems have to talk to each other. All of these different devices have to talk to each other so that these individuals can do their mission. And with 5G and utilizing utilizing our network, they're going to have those capabilities to be able to do it on the fly, do it faster, easier, and if they need to move it, they can move it as well. Excellent. Thanks, John. Appreciate those insights. And let's talk about how can 5G-enabled devices be used for ports, formal crossings at the border. And if you could tell us a little bit more about that, that'd be great. And you know what? We'll stick with John on that one. Sure, thank you very much. So I think, first of all, with 5G, you're going to get additional bandwidth. In addition to that, when we look at cameras, we look at sensors, we look at all of these devices that are going to be out there doing many different tasks. Now with 5G, you're going to be able to utilize the network. You can build, you can get additional information real time and be able to provide, whether it be 5G private, 5G commercial, or a hybrid of the two where you can have a secure network for your sensors and then your cameras, but then you have the ability for these individuals to be able to utilize the network, be able to to go on the web and do other things as well, utilizing all aspects of 5G in the future. Excellent. Thanks, John. Jonathan, anything to add to that one? Yeah, so here I think it's really interesting 
on being able to start attaching sensors and equipment to mobile assets. So now instead of having to have it camera for area surveillance fixed on a light pole, you could start putting it on the cranes at a port of entry or other mobile infrastructure like that. And with all these sensors that we deploy, we're going to start needing 3D maps in order to understand the environment better because these are very dynamic environments, always changing. And it's no longer just latitude, longitude. When you're at a port of entry, you're talking about containers stacked up. And so that 3D environment is constantly changing and all these sensors can help us better understand that and help with automation of the ports. But this will also require that we have very secure connections so that the wireless isn't able to be attacked and operations shut down at the ports. Okay, excellent. Great insights there. And let's shift over and talk about AI. So how can artificial intelligence and machine learning using 5G technology assist with this? And let's stick with Jonathan on this. So this is a really exciting topic for me because Currently, a lot of the analytics we perform is centralized, and we push all of our data up to the cloud, either in real time or post-processing. But one of the big things with 5G tied in with analytics, such as AI and machine learning, is that we could start doing distributed analytics with the edge compute that's coming around in 5G. So we could push the machine learning and analytics to the edge allowing us to better capture that data and process it in real time at at the speed of the operations. But the challenge here is now we have distributed analytics. And this is where there's a lot of scientific research that needs to be done to understand how do distributed analytics work together? How will they work together? What's their limitations? What's their true opportunities? And how do we change the algorithms we have today to open up a new world of tomorrow. All right, great. Thanks, Jonathan. John, anything to add there when it comes to AI and machine learning? So we talk about how we're going to move this data, and so much data will be coming into the network, and it has to be secure for sure. I think the other part of it is it's going to allow for the mission to be done better, faster. We're able to find if there is a risk. We can find those risks real time. We can make that agent and even a much better agent as well. And when we look at 5G and analytics, we want to support the customer as well. Whether it's the customer at the port or the customer at the border crossing, this is going to give a better experience to the customer and it's going to allow for us to bring more goods into the country or allow for it to leave much easier and much faster. It will also help with training. A lot of times, the training is extremely important. And especially when we're talking about technology, the tra- training will change very frequently. So the ability to utilize AI and, and machine learning, putting it into, into how these individuals train and learn, and they can do that real time, not have to go back to another area to learn. They can do it right on a tablet, right on another device. Uh, I think it's also something that, that will be very helpful for these individuals. All right, excellent. So when thinking about a port or a crossing, there are obviously multiple organizations and agencies that are operating in that environment. So how can 5G assist the activities of these different groups? And we'll stick with John on this one. 
So as we talked about security, you know, we talk about private 5G, and then we look at commercial 5G and the ability to intertwine the two and still have secure communications. That's going to be extremely important when you have multiple organizations or agencies coming together. In addition to that, with the information that's coming through, an agent or an organization from one group now can start sharing real-time information with other groups. So now they have that situational awareness, and it's not just through one agency, but it can be cross-functional across multiple agencies. I think what will also happen when we look at the multiple organizations, they're going to, you know, we're looking at individuals, you know, at piers, at boats, coming off of ships. Now they might have the ability to utilize this 5G network as well, get their information to the areas that they need to get, so now they can get through much, much quicker as well. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Awesome. Thanks, John. Jonathan, anything to add about sharing information with multiple organizations and all that good stuff? Yeah, those are all great points that John made. Some key points that I'll add in. So one thing that's very interesting here is with 5G, we can start looking at a shared wireless infrastructure. And this would help reduce cost of operations across all the agencies that could share them. And this is where we're very interested in looking at network slicing to see what is possible with network slicing for the future and how multiple agencies could securely share the same common infrastructure. And then the other aspect that I see here is there's a lot of policies and procedures we'll have to work through with the different organizations to understand what's allowed in the data sharing, we'll say. And so a lot of agencies keep certain parts of the data because it's highly sensitive to their operations just for themselves. So really understanding how 5G can help not only have a common data platform for everyone, but protect that sensitive data for a given agency's operations will be very critical. All right, excellent. And for our last question today is, what benefits does this provide to border agents and border operations overall? And we'll stick with Jonathan on this one. So for border operations, going back to that common shared infrastructure, the cost of actually deploying this infrastructure is very high when you're starting to look at some of the remote locations that these need to get deployed and the vast area that these need to get deployed over. So being able to have a common infrastructure that the public can use, the government can use, and any agencies in the area will just help make that barrier to entry for wireless comms and providing network to these remote areas more feasible. All right, great. Thanks. John, what are your thoughts here about the overall benefits that this provides to border agents and border operations in general? So I think overall, because of the amount of spectrum that we have with ultra-wideband, as well as the mid-band spectrum that we won in the last auction, it's going to give them the ability to do much, much more than what they could have done before. As Johnson stated, we can have multiple use, use cases, and we can have multiple users on there, which will bring down the cost of ownership. It will also allow for additional innovation and things that we've never thought about in the past that can come to fruition because now we have the bandwidth, we have the speeds, and now the technology is going to catch up as well. So it's really just a win-win for everybody. That's great. What a great way to conclude this 5G and Pacific Northwest National Laboratory Shaping Technologies of National Importance podcast series part two 
on border security, hosted on Government Technology Insider, where Jonathan Cree, who is a principal investigator for the Advanced Wireless Communications Program at PNNL, and John Loreggi, who's a managing partner for public sector at Verizon, delve into how 5G can assist border agents and other supportive agencies in border security overall. And Jonathan and John, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Matt.